How's everybody doing? Good. That was fun last night. If you weren't here, I want you to feel a little jealous, feel a little pain over it. Praise God, you can get recordings. Maybe. <laughs> they ought to got to find recordings or something. Maybe there was, I think they recorded it on Facebook Live. Is that right, uh, Mark? So go to the page and you can watch last night's on Facebook Live. Good. Yeah, the, so then that encourage you and, you know, I had fun. I want you to know that was enjoyable for me last night. I've been in several places recently where they've been ma- making me work. And uh, <laughs> I'll do it, but, I, you know, it's really nice when you come in and you just, just soar and I'm falling in love with Jesus. I go back crying. And uh, yeah, I've been in some places. I've been just taking on them religious devils, man. It's just plowing. Part of the ministry, though, is, you know, blowing stuff up, so that comes with it. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so I'm just happy. I'm happy in here. I'm happy sitting over there just crying in this room. His presence is here, and I'm just happy, and I love talking about my best friend. And so, uh, anyway, it's such an honor to be with you. All right, turn to Revelation 22. We'll start there. We're going to just lay some foundations teaching. We're going to talk about Holy Spirit this morning. Um, hallelujah. Boy, if that got you drunk in the spirit, no matter, don't tell it what's going to happen this morning. Um, hey, uh, you guys didn't buy any products last night, so I want you to buy some today. Um, <laughs> let me push this a little further. Um, I am going to be talking out of glory within this morning. It's called the interior life and the power of speaking in tongues. And this is my testimony and the access, laying hold of the indwelling spirit, accessing his life. It's about intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I don't care if you prayed in tongues at youth camp 20 years ago. I want a fresh river breaking out of you. And uh, hallelujah. I've got a little DVD series on this, eight 30-minute DVD sessions on this. And then, uh, and I believe that the Holy Spirit's best friend is the Word of God. And uh, though I don't like this cover, <laughs> I just Instagrammed it. Because I'm just getting hit with the word of God. Um, I don't like this cover. It kind of looks like baby's diarrhea uh, color. I don't know how it all happened. But um, the book cover is called Ancient Paths, Rediscovering Delight in the Word of God. And uh, I, I want a I renewed love affair in the Word of God. That's my litmus test for where I'm at with God. Is do I weep more reading it or preach more from it? And I know I'm backslidden when I'm preaching more than weeping in it. And so, uh, anyway, that'll bless you. I want to give that away this morning. Who wants it? Who needs a renewed, who, who needs an explosion in the word? Whose life is so desolate in the word, they need a breakthrough in the word. <laughs> so it requires humility to raise your hand. <laughs> All right, you get it, ma'am. I like you. I ain't going to throw it. Can you catch? Boom. All right, good. We used to, I, I started, and we have that Ask of Me CD over there too, and we used to have the art, the hard ones, you know? One time I was in a, in a conference, threw it, and got lodged in a guy's neck, and they ran him off. I'm just playing. But it hurt a guy one time, so I decided to get the soft covered CB, CD covers. All right, we love you, Jesus. We think you're really awesome, and we're just grateful for your presence here. Better is one day with you than a thousand elsewhere. Good. I like to, I just want to look quickly at a verse we talk about and use a lot because I like to look at the last, 
Actually, my favorite four chapters in the Bible are the first two and the last two. Because you get to see what God intended in the beginning. And then you see the storyline of how he accomplished the bringing together of heaven and earth at the end of your Bible. <clears throat> and in Revelation 22, it's a verse we all know. Verse 17, the spirit and the bride say, come. Everyone say that with me. Say the spirit and the bride. Now let's work together. Say the spirit and the bride say, come. All right. That's a prophecy about what we're going to look like. God uses, is going to use great glory and great pressure to bring about a church to where the Holy Spirit and the church are in unity with one another. And that the Holy Spirit is going to bring forth a specific revelation to the church. She's going to see herself as the bride. And when intimacy with the Holy Spirit and a bridal identity collide, that's like nitrogen and glycerin, there's going to come an explosion of the spirit of prayer. And there's going to be a global come. Come, Lord Jesus, break in with justice, break in with power, revival, and ultimately come for us. <clears throat> So I'm going to want to talk this morning about the spirit and the bride or the spirit in the church and intimate. I'm telling you that there's coming a deep intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I love it. I love Holy Spirit. Everybody put your hand on your belly and, and I'm grateful for the revelation that came through Benny Hinn. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Everyone say good morning, Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, I, there, that revelation of the indwelling spirit is what I believe is going to bring great, great revival in the church. I'm so grateful that God lives on the inside of me. And I believe that the church coming in to her bridal identity and coming into where we're called to be is by connecting with who is on the inside. He is the ultimate friend of the bridegroom. And he is the one who is preparing us for our wedding day. Hallelujah. And I just want to say Holy Spirit is not second cousin of the Trinity. He's as much God as the Father is God and the Son is God. And for a season, I think it would help you to not call him the Holy Spirit, but call him Holy Spirit. Because he's not a it, he's not a fuzzy, he's not a feeling or a force field. He's holy. He's Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says that uh, if any man is in Christ, I love that song we were singing this morning. I'm a new creation. What's the next part? Something. I'm forever changed. I'm a new creation. Everybody say I'm a new creation. The moment you were born again, the greatest miracle took place. We who were once dead became alive. We were forgiven of our sins, regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Our spirits were dead. You understand when the Lord told Adam and Eve, if you eat from that tree, he says, you'll surely die. Now, did they physically die immediately after eating from the tree? No, they spiritually died. Their spirits disconnected from God, and they were then ran by their souls, their mind, their will, their emotions. And what he told them, he says, you'll surely die. He goes, your spirit will die. And your bodies will follow. Well, what happened at the new birth is that our spirits that were once dead came alive. And God infused his very own substance, his very own DNA, 
his very own life into our spirits and we become the residents of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he has now taken the foothold. He's taken the ground on the inside of our spirits. Why are you touching your belly, Corey? Because he says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's where Holy Spirit dwells is in your being, in your spirit. And out of your belly will flow rivers. Hallelujah. And that's just the beginning. We become a new creation. We're justified in the presence of God. But who in here, I love to study World War II. And y'all know what happened on D-Day, don't you? On D-Day. Some of y'all need to. D-Day is when the Allied troops got the foothold into Europe. On the beaches of Normandy, that's when they got the foothold. And that was the beginning of the end as they began to choke out Nazi Germany from Europe. The day you were born again was D-Day. He got the foothold. You're born again, justified. And the Holy Spirit said, I'm not just done with that. I don't want you just justified. I want you sanctified. I want to change your thought life, your emotional chemistry. I want to change your desires. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then I'm going to change your body at the resurrection. Hallelujah. I'm a new creation. <laughs> I love what Paul told the Gentiles in Colossians 1.27. This mystery which was preached among the Gentiles. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Everybody say, Christ in me. Hope of glory. You know why I know Jesus is coming back? Because he doesn't make down payments on houses that he's not going to buy. He's called, Holy Spirit's called the down payment. He's called the guarantee. He's the earnest. On, and I'm here to tell you, Jesus is coming back and he's going to get the whole house. It's your body. Hallelujah. Do you know why I know I'm going to get a resurrected body? Because I got a resurrected spirit right now. God lives in me. We just say that so calm and so nice. Christ in me. You need to thank God that you did not explode last night in your sleep. I'm serious. We don't understand what it means for Jesus lives in my heart, looking out the cathedral of my heart. No, you've got eternity dwelling in your spirit. You have a light and power district dwelling on the inside of you. You have eternal riches, eternal glory. You have indescribable power and wisdom and love and might and goodness you have the indescribable powers of the age to come dwelling in your spirit. Hallelujah. You didn't blow up in your sleep last night. That's God's dilemma. All the way through is, I'm God, but I love humanity, and I love getting close to them, but every time I get close, they start exploding. People start dying. That was the whole Ark of the Covenant issue was, anytime anybody did anything wrong around the glory, they died. That's God's dilemma. Well, God, in His mercy, and it shows us the power and the potency of the blood of Jesus, is that He builds a temple, our bodies, and He infuses His life inside of it, and we don't explode. And the blood of Jesus keeps Him there. The blood of Jesus. I've just been doing a Bible study with my girls, and you go through Leviticus, that's some, that's some trudging when you're doing your Leviticus 
But I'll tell you, there's one thing from Leviticus. It takes a lot of blood to keep God close without killing everybody. It takes a lot of blood to keep God in the company without killing everybody. And I'm here to tell you, we've been washed in the blood of Jesus. We've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And He is dwelling on the inside of me. And He doesn't leave nor kill me when I sin. Hallelujah. So He's actually built a temple that can contain His glory. You need to thank God for your body. Quit hating on your body. God loves it. And He chose it to make it His home. That's why Satan hates the human body. He wants to deform it and defile it. That's why sexual immorality is sins against the body. The enemy is after stealing the glory of the human body. Because it's the container of the Holy Ghost. Alright, good. So Christ in me, the hope of glory. We're going to have fun this morning. You guys are just ripping and raring, man. You're like, let's just get to it. Come on. John 14. Go ahead and turn there with me in your Bibles. I'm a new creation. Old things are gone. Behold, all things become new. I receive a new spirit. I have a new relationship with God. I have new power over sin. Hallelujah. I have a new destiny. I have a new name. I love it. Well, this is Jesus's John 14 through 16 is Jesus's last night with his disciples before he leaves. And he's in essence preparing them for his departure. And he says, guys, I've got to go somewhere. I'm going to leave you and everybody's going to hate you. The Romans are going to hate you. The Jews are going to hate you. Everybody's going to kill you. And I'm leaving, but I want you to know it's about to get better for you. And then I'm not going to put AK-47s in your hands. I'm going to introduce you to the third person of the Trinity. Because he's me, but he's not me. Because he's the Father, but he's not the Father. Because he's himself. He's the Spirit of truth. Look at verse 16. He says, I'm going to pray the Father. And he will give you another helper. Everybody say another helper. You know why he, you need another helper? Because you need help. I want all of you to know in this room, you're not that smart. You don't have a lot going for you. You're not that gifted. There is one thing that you have going for you is that God has sent you help and he sent you a helper. And he's dwelling on the inside of you. And you really need help. You really need help. I'm looking at some of you. You really need help. And the quicker you come into that revelation, Christianity is going to go a lot easier. You know what Paul calls witchcraft to the church of Galatia? He says you started in the spirit and you're trying to be perfected in the flesh. Which means, thank you Jesus, I'll take it from here. And he goes, hey, that's witchcraft. And I'm here to tell you, you want to lean daily on the helper. Draw on the helper. Live in the helper. Hallelujah. That's my favorite prayer, help. And look at this. He calls him... Um, And look at this. He will abide with you forever. Everybody say forever. Forever. Holy Spirit isn't a band-aid till Jesus comes back. He is your eternal roommate. And in a million years, you will still be relating with Jesus through indwelling spirit. You need to get to know your roommate. He calls him the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive 
because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Do you see how he'll talk about Holy Spirit as his own separate entity, but then he'll say, but I'm coming to you. Jesus goes in and out between talking of himself, Holy Spirit, and Father, saying they're three persons but one nature. I love it. It says, a little while longer and the world will not see me, but you will see me through the Holy Spirit. Because I live, you will also live. Look at verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you. How many things? All things. And He will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is how Jesus prepares people for hours of shaking. The world will give you a Xanax. The world will give you some opioid. The world will give you a bottle. The world will give you some nice psychology. But Jesus says, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. Supernatural peace. That shalom that surpasses all understanding. I believe in the peace of God. Hallelujah. John 15 is all about vine and branches. He goes, guys, you're in me, but you've got to learn a secret. It's called learning to abide in me. Drawing on the sap of the indwelling spirit. Draw on the life of the indwelling spirit. Hallelujah. Because if you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do how many things? Nothing. I looked that up in the Greek. It means nothing. No thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at John 16. Look at verse 7. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage. Everybody say advantage. Jesus says, guys, it's about to get a lot better for you. You're about to get an upgrade in your relationship with heaven. I want you to understand that you have more access to heaven right now than if you'd have been a disciple when Jesus was on the earth. Jesus says, guys, I'm a ceiling. I've got to go to blow this thing wide open so that what I've been experiencing with Abba, we can bring you up into the holy club so that you can share in our life with us. I need to go up to break open ceilings, send the Holy Spirit to bring you up with us. It's to your advantage that I go away. You're getting an upgrade. You're, getting, you're going higher. You're going to a new level of intimacy, a new level of revelation, a new level of power. You're going to a new level of experience. That's why he could say greater works than these you will do. Because I go to the Father. I'm getting out of here and bringing you up into what I've been walking in. He goes, you can walk under my apostolic covering and move in power, but I want to bring you up in. He goes, the world, he goes, Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Now look at verse 12. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Which means if I begin to unpack all the things Holy Spirit's going to do, your hard drives would explode. You can't handle it. You just wilt under the glory of what I released. He says, but that's why I'm sending you that upgrade. You're getting a software increase. 
However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, look at this. He will, number one, guide you into all truth. Look at number two. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Here's a new prayer. You can start praying. It's a simple one. Holy Spirit, what are you hearing? Here's an even better prayer. Holy Spirit, who are you talking to? (laughs) Who's Holy Spirit talking to? Himself. The Father. The Son. There's some kind of holy club and we can get into the room. And it says, whatever he hears, he will tell you. I want to be a landing strip for the spirit of revelation. Don't you want those secrets? You ever wanted to be in a certain group, being with the cool, cool people? I'm telling you, there's nothing cooler than the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You want to be in that group and get those secrets. And Holy Spirit will tell whoever cares to hear. I want to build a landing strip for the spirit of revelation in my life. I fly all the time and I love dark nights and out of nowhere there can be a landing strip. And I'm like, God, let my life be a drop right here, Jesus. Drop cargo, drop revelation, drop secrets. Release life, God. I want to be one you frequent. Hallelujah. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He will take of what is mine. He will declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. I love verse 16. He says this, a little while longer and you will not see me. And again, in a little while, you will see me because I go to the Father. That don't make any sense. I want to read that again and I want you to lock in with me. A little while and you will not see me, which means I'm going to be gone. And then, and again, in a little while after the outpouring of the Spirit... You will see me because I'm gone. (laughs) So, you know, this is profound as it relates to seeing. How can we see someone who's gone? How can we see someone who's invisible? How can we see someone who is up there at the right hand of the throne and the majesty? How can we see him? We see him through the spirit. But then you have to ask the question, how do you see in the spirit? I think that's a good prayer in the prophetic. How do we see? I think intimacy with the word. And we're going to go there on intimacy with the Holy Spirit. But that place, it's not just trying to configure and imagine things. It's about apprehending him with the eyes of faith. Seeing him with the eyes of faith. And laying hold of him with the eyes of faith. It's that knowing. It's that apprehension. That spiritual apprehension. I don't even know how to talk about it. But you know when you're seeing him. All right. Turn to 1 Corinthians 2. Just get one more verse. Just laying some foundation because I love talking about him. Because again, that Hebrews eleven twenty seven, Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible. How do we see someone invisible? Jesus. Who was Jesus? I love John. At the end of John 16, he goes right into... And it says he lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour's come. Who's he looking at? He's looking at the clouds. <laughs> and he's talking. Father, the hour's come. Glorify your son. I don't want to get too lost in all this, but I want you to go on a journey and begin to get this cry. I want to see. I want to hear. 
I want a spirit of revelation upon my life. I want that eye salve that sister prayed for this morning. Do you know Christians can be blind? She, she spoke for the church of Laodicea. And this is blindness. I'll tell you what blindness is. It's deception that you think you're seeing. Because <laughs> she just said, she, Jesus wasn't rebuking the church of Laodicea for being blind. He was rebuking them for they didn't know they were blind. He goes, I counsel you to buy from me eye salve and I put it upon your eyes. It's the spirit of revelation. All right, let's go right here. First Corinthians 2. I love verses 8 and 9. He's talking about the hidden wisdom, which none of the rulers of this world had known. For had they known, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. Think about what they felt when they thought that them killing him, they didn't realize that, that they killed him and that through dying, he was killing them. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. He's quoting Isaiah 64 right here. And Paul throws a, a twist on it because Isaiah says, eyes not seen, ears not heard, nor have entered the heart of man the thing which God has prepared for those that wait on him. But Paul adds to those who love him. Who in here loves God? Well, this is what Paul's saying, quoting Isaiah 64. That there had, now, now think about this. It has never entered into the mind. It has never entered into No thought. Not the smartest, most brilliant philosopher. There has never been a thought that has ever entered into the mind the things which God has prepared for those that love Him. There is no person that has ever conceived what God has had. And I'm here to tell you right now what that means. What he's saying right here is that for billions of years... You are going to be getting freshly mind blown over the things that the fresh discoveries that God has for you in the age to come. My daughter, I got three daughters, 17, 14 and six. And last year, my last year, my wife said, OK, she's having four friends over. We're going to have four stations. We're going to have a put your makeup on station, do your nail station, do your hair station, put on your dress station. And then we're going to let it go and we're going to dance. Do the let it go song. So I'm doing my stations. I'm, she said, you need to set it up. I said, okay, I'm setting it up and I'm working. It's taking me 45 minutes to set all this little stuff up. And in the middle of it, the Lord says, Corey, I want you to know that I'm setting up stations for you right now in eternity. Corey, I'm, I, guess, I, I really need us to understand this. You're never going to get used to him. Can you think about when the spirit of revelation hits you on just a little level? Who in here has ever had a word jump off the pages of this book? What hits you? And what's usually one of the first phrases that touches you when, when it hits you? I've never seen that before. But I've been reading that verse a thousand times and I've never seen that before. Think about that being experienced at an infinite level in a resurrected body forever. And wave after wave after wave of I've never seen that before shocking your system to its core. That means this will be your look forever. <laughs> and just when you recover from that, he hits you again. He goes, it hasn't even dawned into the mind the things which God has prepared for those that love him. But in verse 10, he says something amazing. 
He says, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. God has taken the stuff of eternity and He has manifested it today through the indwelling Spirit. Which means this, you have that which is waiting for you forever already living on the inside of you now. You have the things that are of eternity living on the inside of you right now. You have a down payment of future glory living on the inside of you right now. It's not waiting ultimately only for that day. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. And now He's going to define more about the Holy Spirit's job description. The Spirit searches all things. How about the deep things? Yes, the deep things of God. Who in here loves Google? I do. Two of you. I use it ten times a day. What is Google? It's a search engine. Holy Spirit is the search engine of heaven. He is the Google on steroids of the Father, of the Son. What does Holy Spirit know of God the Father? God the Shepherd. Jesus our Bridegroom. Jesus our King. Jesus our Judge. Jesus our Righteousness. Hallelujah. No, no. He searches himself. He searches himself. He searches the... It's almost like he has to clarify and separate all things to deep things. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But it's in there. And I'm going to knock at that door until those deep things become mine. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to say it. And I'm going to say it to as many of you because this is your inheritance. Your inheritance is the deep things of God. It's not set apart for preachers and people on stages. This is the gift of the indwelling spirit. You have Google on the inside of you. (laughs) You have Google at infinite levels. My goodness, he searches all things. Yes. The deep things. It's almost like he's answering a question we don't know we're asking. Yes, the deep things. There's a world on the inside of you. Oh, the intimacy of the Father, the Son, the Spirit. Oh, the life. There's a river that flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And that river gives life to the twelve trees, the tree of life. That's why he says, out of your belly will flow a river. That's why in John 4, he says, there'll be a fountain springing up into everlasting life. It's flowing up, it's flowing out, it's flowing all around. There's a river. And I'm like, God, break the dam on the inside of me. Break the dam on the inside of me. Break the dam. Release healing rivers to my, to my emotions, God, that have gotten, that have experienced trauma in my life. Healing nations. Healing It says the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And I even believe that there's healing anointing released from within. Hallelujah. Fire. Come out. Let a river break out. That's why I love that song. Spirit, break out. Everybody gets gets hung up on terminology. I believe it breaks out. It comes from above. It comes from I don't care, just come. Just come. Break out. 
That's what I picture right here. We got glory. And I'm like, God. I call it the glorious pinata. God. <laughs> Busted God. Breaking wide open God. That's the groan. Do you understand what that is? That's the groan within you. Because you know what the groan is longing for? 2 Corinthians 5 says we're groaning and we're longing for our habitation, which is from heaven. We're longing for the great wardrobe change. The Spirit of God, that's the Spirit of prayer within us. That's the thing inside of us that longs for justice to break into Jacksonville. For revival to break into Jacksonville. It's not right. We're made for a new heavens and a new earth. And for righteousness and justice and for the breakout of your glory. And I'm not okay with it not happening. That's the eternity screaming within you. And God is going to release the increasing waves of that. And that's what we believe is going to prepare before His coming. Our shock waves of revival. The break-in of the Word of God. Where cities come underneath the manifest presence of God. Jesus. Oh, God. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. What man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Look at this verse. No one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. I love that the smartest man in the world cannot know God. I love that the richest man in the world cannot know God. I love that all the things that we would say would cause you to have access to the things of God. He says, "Uh uh-uh. You will get a brass heavens over you. He goes, there's only one person that knows the things of God. And his name is Holy Spirit. So the only way you're going to grow in the knowledge of God is by getting real intimate with the only one that knows everything about God. (laughs) So it's almost like it's about who you know. When you know the right people, life goes easier, right? This is all about who you know. Because if you make intimacy with Holy Spirit, He is your tour guide. He is your tour guide into the revelation of God. Jesus. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. Why? Why have you and I received the Spirit of God? So we can walk around saying, I got the Spirit, I got the Spirit, I got Google inside of me. I got Google inside of me. I got Google inside of me. Why have we received the Spirit? So that we might know the things freely given to us by God. Everybody say freely. So here, I've said everything for the last 45 minutes so I can make my next statement. I had to lay the foundation so I can just say the next statement. I've come to Jacksonville my first time to declare to everybody in here, you're all billionaires. Congratulations. You're billionaires. I'm I'm not playing. You're billionaires. But here's your problem. You're living on 20 cents a day. And Jesus is a Jewish shrewd businessman who does not make billion dollar investments for 20 cent returns. I'm serious. The majority of believers are living on food stamps in the kingdom. And it's not okay. It's actually grievous. And we're always saying, does he love me? When's he going to break in? When's he going to give? He says, how much more can I give than my very own life living on the inside of you? How much more can I give? What more can I do? Would you wake up to what I've done and to begin to access what I've already given you? (sighs) 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 (sighs)
Don't say who's going to go up into heaven and bring it down. Or who's going to go down into the depths and bring it up. He said, but I say the word is near you. It's in your mouth. Hallelujah. So here's our current situation. How do we access the money? Well, brother, I don't like you using the analogy of money. I'll just use it this way. uh, Paul calls it riches of his glory. Paul calls it treasure in earthen vessels. Treasure. He's not talking about, no, no, treasure in earthen vessels. Riches of his glory. You have a power and light district dwelling on the inside of you. And we're running around waiting, and I, I believe in that. But I, I believe in having people's lay, hands laid on me. But I'm here to tell you, there's a lot more anointed hand on the inside of you. There's somebody's hands who has lightning coming out of it, living on the inside of you. <sighs> Hallelujah. You want that hand laid on you. <sighs> Jesus, I promise it gets a lot weirder. Don't worry. (laughs) I mean, God, we're talking about the Genesis 1 God, and we got some people shaking in a room. That's just weird. Guys, he's got Genesis 1 on his resume. He shook mountains. He can shake your body. (laughs) So how do we access the money? How do we get that hand laid on us? How do we begin to see that hand? Here's a great verse chapter for you to meditate on. 2 Corinthians 3. It's a good verse. Good chapter. You guys are awesome. I'm so enjoying being with you. I'm serious, man. I just thank you for being hungry. 2 Corinthians 3, Paul says, all right, guys. Moses came down from the mountain and his face was shining. And he was shining so much he had to put a veil over his face because they couldn't look at him. Paul goes, guys, that was old glory. That was a ministry of condemnation. That was an old, fading away glory. Matter of fact, you read 2 Corinthians 3. He uses the word glory so much. It wasn't glorious as much as the glory. And then he makes an amazing statement. He says, now the Lord is the Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Which means this. Moses was in the immediate glory. because they couldn't even look at him. He was shining so bright. Paul goes, guys, that was fading glory. He goes, now the Lord is the Spirit. So what Moses got on the outside of Mount Sinai, you can now access by the indwelling Spirit now. And the same glory that shone on Moses' face, there's no more veils anymore. He goes, you don't have to put a veil over your face because as you connect with that glory within... The glory that you behold is going to bring radiance to your lives and to your life. And you're going to begin to release it into your sphere. So whatever it be, whether it be family, friends, business, school, church, whatever. He says, and now we all beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. It's dim. It's not a full reflection, but it's little bits, day by day. We all beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Look at this. We're being transformed into the very same image from glory to glory. 
We call it the beholding becoming principle. That whatever you look at is what you become. So I want to say to you, look at glory. What is glory? I don't know. Bright light. It's the release of his nature. Exodus 34, he said, show me your glory. He goes, my glory is my name. Gracious, merciful, compassionate, slow to anger. So what you do, I want to call all of you. A lot of you have been doing this for years. But I want to throw some logs on your fire. Get your hand on your belly and begin to say, eternal roommate, I want to get to know you. If now the Lord is the Spirit, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. He's not just talking about longer dancing during your worship. He's talking about now there is glory within you for you to walk in freedom from the inside out. That you don't have to be bound by the spirit of fear and the spirit of rejection and the spirit of lust and the spirit of addiction. That there's freedom. You've been liberated from the law of sin and death and you've been brought into the law of the spirit of of life. You have been brought into a new law that trumps the old law. In Romans 8, he says, you've been liberated from the law of sin and death by the law of the spirit of life. What does the law of gravity say? That if I jump from this little stage, where am I going? I'm going down. That's the law of gravity until there's a higher law introduced. The law of aerodynamics says that you can actually trump the law of gravity and that you can soar. That's the law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah. So how do we access the riches? How do we see that glory? Because a lot of us will just stop there and we'll just dance. I got it. 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 That's a good start. (laughs) Because do you know you can be a billionaire and a beggar at the same time? Do you know that? You can be rich and be poor at the same time. Because I can sit underneath the bridge right here in Jacksonville all day, have an uncle who's a billionaire... I mean, we hear the stories. I mean, you can be a billionaire and still live like a beggar. I can have access to everything and never access it. And I believe that's the breakdown is the beginning. How do we access and to see that which is living on the inside of us break out from within, changing our emotional chemistry, our desires, our thought life, our bodies, and to begin to break out of us in a whole new season, in a whole new way. How do we do it? And it's not that complicated. It's not that mysterious. He says the word is near you. It's in your mouth. Number one. Meditation in the word of God. Slow down. Shut up. And when words jump off the page. Talk to Jesus about it. Get the words off the page. And get it to your mouth. Because when the words get off the pages. And get into your mouth. When phrases. When words. When verses. Come out of you. Back to Jesus. Holy Spirit moves. My words are spirit. And they are life. And Holy Spirit gets activated. When you take the truth of what he's done. And you begin to release it back to God. You declare it over your life. And you declare it. And you begin to get these verses on the inside of you. I've been preaching this for 10 years. And I'm still knocking at that door. What are the deep things? I want to search as all things, God. I don't even want to live on 50 bucks a year. If I'm a billionaire, I want to live as a billionaire. <laughs> That's where you get a ravenous hunger. You got to know it's there first. 
meditation in the Word of God. Words got to get off the pages and get into your mouth. The words that are going to change you the most are not going to be Corey Russell's, or Carlos's, or anybody else that you hear speak. The words that will change you the most will be your own. When you hear you declare God's word to God, you are transformed the most. You got to hear yourself say it though. Meditation in the word of God. Number two, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say talk to him. Y'all are like, man, I thought this is going to be like real deep. How do you get the money? You talk to him. <laughs> Persons like to be talked to. Well, I didn't know I could talk to the Holy Spirit. Yes, you can. It all gets to the same person, I promise. <laughs> I walk around, people look at me. Why your hand on your belly? Because I just like it there. <laughs> and I talk to him. I thank him for his presence. I recognize that I'm his enemy and he made his enemy his home. I'm grateful that I have glory dwelling on the inside of me. And while I was still dead in my sins, Christ died for me and he made me his home. And people wonder, does God love you? He's living in you. Do you live in people you don't love? I don't either. <laughs> don't either. I'm lonely. Really? The most interesting person in the world's on the inside of you. You're not alone. You're not alone. This will break loneliness off of you. This will break rejection off of you. This will break whatever the enemy seeks to do to isolate you. Beloved, the indwelling spirit will break you into a whole new way of living. I will thank him for his presence. I just love it. I just say, I love you, Holy Ghost. I love you, Holy Spirit. When I'm feeling a little like he's coming in power, or he's coming in as our Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, come, Holy Ghost. I love you. I'll ask him to reign over my thought life and my emotions. You got to ask him. You got to talk to him. Galatians 5 says, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What a promise, amen? That if you walk in the Spirit, you don't want to look at pornography. You don't want to be filled with jealousy or anger or greed. But here's the point. You will only walk in the Spirit to the degree you talk to the Spirit. Reign in me, Holy Spirit. Reign over my thought life, my emotions. I refuse to be dictated by circumstances. I will not be ran by circumstances. I'm going higher. These are the sons of God, those who are led by the Spirit. Not led by how well their day's going, how little money they have in their bank account, how their son or wife or husband is doing. But those who are led by the Spirit of God. Help me, Lord. Use me, Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, Anoint my eyes, Jesus. I look at the woman at the cashier or the bank. I look her in the eyes and I release and communicate the love of God. My eyes, my hands, my feet, 
Stir every gift of the Holy Spirit within me. Strengthen me, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Teach me, Holy Spirit. That's number two. You fellowship with Him. Talk to Him. And number three, you pray in the Holy Spirit. Specifically, I'm talking about praying in tongues. It's getting weird. Tongues. Praying in tongues has changed my life. I'm talking about that devotional communion with God. And guys, I want to just say it to you right now. I don't believe the enemy spends his energy on things that don't hurt his kingdom. And I believe he has worked overtime to make this one of the defining factors in the body of Christ. And it's because I believe he understands the power that's released in it. Guys, I just want to say to you, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 14, 18 says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. That's case closed for me. Guys, I just want to say to you right now, I believe that God wants to take you to a new place of communion with him through praying in your prayer language, talking to him hours a day. I've given a vision for a generation to do 20 to 25 minutes a day. If you could do 20 to 25 minutes a day, something's going to happen. You're going to want to do it longer. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it happens. I'm not. But, but I'm sorry. The Apostle Paul says that man, when a man speaks in tongues, he doesn't speak to men, but he speaks to God. You have a direct phone line to Abba. And the Bible says that we speak mysteries in the spirit. When you begin to release that prayer language to God and begin to bless Him in the Spirit, what begins to happen is you begin to create around you an atmosphere of revelation. Secrets about God, secrets about you, secrets about people that are in need begin to break out of the inside of you. I found in my life for the first 20 minutes, it's like carrying a, mount, a cow up a mountain. Sometimes I want, you're going to encounter something in praying in tongues because I don't care about your badge at youth group or what you agree with. I care with I, people. Say, I got tongues. I goes. does tongues have you? Does tongues have you? My mind wanders every five seconds. And so will yours because you're a human. All you do is you bring that thing back to its focal point. You keep looking at God. I focus on God on the throne, Revelation 4, and God in my spirit. And I begin just to bless him in the spirit. I'm, not, I'm talking about me alone with God. I'm blessing God. I'm not talking about being at church on Sunday and start screaming in tongues. I'm not talking about standing up and doing something without any interpretation. That's what Paul was addressing to the church of Corinth. Disorder in a corporate service. I'm talking about what begins to happen when you begin to lay hold of fellowshipping with God through this glorious reality. <clears throat> Mysteries in the spirit. You want to see that spirit of revelation increase? You want to see more words jump off these pages? More internal, audible, get clear, dream life increase. Divine connections, divine doors. I like to call it an atmosphere of the unexpected happening all the time. I believe we need to get back to this. He says that we edify ourselves. Power. Power within and power without. Power, edify. It's spiritual weightlifting. We need to get our spirits strong. Guys, some of us are going through some intense 
family dynamics. I believe that there are many storms that come in our lives. Guys, we got to get mighty in the spirit so that we can keep our heads above the clouds and not be overcome with the clouds, but get divine perspective so we can prophesy the next season while we're in the middle of it. We got to get mighty in our spirits. We got to build our spirit man up and it's resistance that produces might and strength in the same way it does with physical working out. It's resistance that produces strength. So we've got to build this spirit, man. Hallelujah. Jesus. We okay? All right. You guys are getting a little deep on me here. <laughs> you guys. Jesus. I, before you have opinions, do it for six months. Take your commute to work. Take your ride to the grocery store. I love driving around. I am the Dana, my honey, whatever you need. I want to drive around. I love little times of turning on worship and engaging. I love it. I love you can take your bathroom breaks at work and get into a stall and start praying in the spirit. I love it because it's so supernaturally natural. You can do it everywhere. You don't have to be walking around. Just lightly communing with the Holy Spirit all through your day. <laughs> don't be weird. <laughs> don't be weird. Anyway. Power. We edify ourselves. Ephesians 6. Pretty much we have two offensive weapons. The word of God, which is the sword of the spirit and praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. I believe that as we build our inner man, the word of God will come out of you more than just a butter knife. It will come out of you like a sword. Most of us are rubbing butter on the devil's back. Stop it. Get away. Don't say those things about me. He loves me. This is what we sound like in the spirit. Go. <laughs> and it's not talking about a personality type. You ain't got to say it all deep and mean. And I'm here to tell you I've seen the sheepish little girls. They may sound like that in the natural, but when they open their mouth, angels and demons start moving. Has nothing to do with what you sound like, but that's what they sound like in the spirit. Go away. No, when you build your spirit man up, the word of God comes out of you like a sword. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over a spirit of oppression. I break agreement with these lies. These lies of rejection. These lies of accusation. I break the assignments of temptation. Oh, I take authority over every work of darkness. I, you, and it comes out of you at a different place. And I declare I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Guys, and when you start releasing the sword, it starts cutting off stuff, breaking stuff off of you. You get your head clear and you get your hands raised. And you get above the clouds. You get above the clouds. I'm not talking about just much. I mean, guys, I've walked through intense stuff as a family the last four years. I'm not talking about a bunch of bravado. Yeah, we're going to do this and it's all easy. No, it's a daily decision to say, I refuse to live under the clouds. I'm getting up. And I'm prophesying the next season in. You don't worry about tomorrow. You say today I'm going to get above the clouds. Hallelujah. I'm going to get delivered from the demon called Phil. I don't feel like it. 
It's a strong one in our generation. I don't feel like it. Whoever said anything about feeling? Your feelings will follow. All right, good. He wants to fill you today afresh. He wants to release a fresh outpouring of the Spirit upon you. Ephesians 5, he says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. He says, everybody's going to get drunk on something. He goes, you really want to get drunk on the Holy Spirit. You want to want to come underneath his control, his life. You want to come. He goes, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you start getting filled with the Spirit, songs will start breaking out of you. Psalms like a Garth Brooks. I don't know. Sometimes I'll sing 80s love songs. I mean, I want to know what love is. <laughs> I think the Lord has a sense of humor. He'll use a whole bunch of songs. <laughs> anyway, we're not going to go that route. But I believe he wants to fill you today afresh. Last night was on purpose. Breakthrough right here. This morning, it's breakthrough in here. All right? Breakthrough in here. The spirit and the bride say come. And I believe as that we begin to connect with him, what he's going to begin to do, I don't have time to go into this. But as you become intimate with Holy Spirit, he's going to begin to release a revelation of Jesus as your bridegroom, you as the bride, and he's going to begin to release new garments upon you. You're going to begin to see God and yourself differently because Holy Spirit is the sanctifier and he's the friend of the bridegroom who's going to bring you into intimacy with your bridegroom God. I love it. He wants to fill some of you up this morning. Some of you have never received your prayer language before. Today is your lucky day. Hallelujah. For the rest of you. (laughs) Thank God you got to your lucky day. It's not a matter of salvation. It's a free gift of righteousness we receive through his death and resurrection. But I believe it's a gift he wants all of his children to have. And I'm talking about you alone in the car, just lost in him, just fellowshipping with him. I'm talking about you at the grocery store. I'm talking about you driving kids to school. I'm talking about you at church, you at the prayer room. I'm talking about you doing the clothes. I'm talking about you listening to sports talk on the radio. (laughs) I do it all the time, doing it all. Anyway, everybody's leaving, man. (laughs) Oh, no, I know where this is going. Let's stand. Let's stand. (laughs) stand. (laughs) Like, no, you've been preaching for an hour. We got to pee. Jesus. You got a good heart, man. Such a beautiful heart. All right, who in here has never received your prayer language before? You'd like to receive it this morning. Come on up here. Anybody else? Come on up here. Just make a line. Face me. Just make a line right here. Right there. Right there. Praise God. You guys are beautiful, man. Yeah, just line right there. All right, good. Now, quick quick clapping for them because I'm looking at some of y'all and some of y'all. What used to be a river looks like a dam. And God wants, this is what, that's what's what I have to do with the group back here. Everybody lift your hand like this. Reach it right there on your chest. Do that. Do that. You just threw your tongues badge in the trash. (laughs) 
All right, we're going to ask the Father to fill us. He's a good Father. He's a good Father, okay? It says in Luke 11 that he loves to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. He loves to. We're not going to twist his arm. We're not going to do a war dance around him. We're going to ask him. It's a gift. And uh, what you're going to see, like any gift, is that there's a part that God plays and a part that we play. There's always an element of faith. Anybody ever prophesied over anybody before? Ever given a prophetic word? Does it usually start with a three-page prophecy? No. It'll start with some weird picture to where you for a second could look like a dork. And God always has it set up. I don't understand him, but he's really, his favorite game is limbo. And how low can you go? And there's an element where you're going to feel stupid. And he goes, just jump out of the boat, Peter, and watch what happens. I remember the Lord gave me a picture of a blue tree and said, take it to the kid. Blue tree. And I took it and I gave it to him. He starts crying and I just start prophesying over him. Once you step out of that boat of what you might deem as foolish, God begins to push and release his life. You're going to feel him welling up from within you, right there in your spirit, right there in your belly. And you'll feel it like waves of a seashore. And those moments where you feel him welling up, you just step out and you go for it. All right? It might start with a syllable. It might start with a lot. It might start with nothing. But you just sit there and soak in it. All right? Don't think it. Just receive. This is how you receive. You take deep breaths. (laughs) So if you can breathe, you can receive. Now, there's another group in here I want to pray for. You're like saying, man, I, I, what used to be a river is a dam, and I need a breakthrough. If that's you, I want you to get back there in that, that area back there in the back. We're going to pray for you. Go ahead and make a line in the back right back there. You're like, I need a fresh river in my life. And some of y'all are going to answer the altar call no matter what. <laughs> some of y'all be saying, I feel a, a call to lost dogs and cats in Jacksonville, and y'all going to go back there and stand. all right let's open up our hands we're going to pray together this is the first thing you got to see when you pray you got to see a big old smile over you he really loves you he loves you he loves you he loves to give the holy spirit to those who ask him you're worthy of it you're worthy of it i want you to know that you're worthy of it he paid a high price Let's all pray together this morning. Hallelujah. Everybody just say, Father, I like you. And you like me. I'm your favorite. I really am your favorite. I ask you right now to give me the Holy Spirit. To fill me with the Holy Spirit. To baptize me with the Holy Spirit. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I want to speak in tongues. I want to prophesy. I want everything you died for. So fill me now. Fill me now. Fill me now. In the name of Jesus. Just right now, receive the Holy Spirit right now. Receive the Holy Spirit right now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Go ahead and lift your voice all over the room and begin to lift your voice. 